Hello and welcome to the Indian Dream podcast. We are back with another quick take segment. This is where we evaluate market trends, relevant news and talk about the resulting business opportunities all within 20 minutes. Today we are going to be talking about the 100 billion dollars B2B e-commerce market in India. Unlike the B2C e-commerce market in India which is now mostly a two horse race between Amazon and Flipkart, the B2B e-commerce market is fragmented and has multiple profitable startups that are operating in different segments. Just like the B2C e-commerce market though, where large business houses like Reliance and Tata entered a few years ago, we are now seeing the same thing happen in the B2B e-commerce market with the entry of Grasim which is owned by Aditya Birla Group. Before we jump onto the episode and unpack what's happening in the B2B e-commerce industry, here's a word from our sponsor. Pushowl is a web push marketing app built for e-commerce businesses. Trusted by more than 25,000 brands across the globe, Pushowl lets you turn one-time store visitors into subscribers, send highly visible web push notifications and increase customer retention. Check them out at pushowl.com. With that, let's jump onto the episode. A very interesting thing happening in the B2B e-commerce space. B2B e-commerce is a phenomena that started in 2015-16 is when, you know, the first set of companies came into this and started figuring out the same thesis with B2C e-commerce that hey, traditionally something has been done offline, it's a lot more inefficient. Can we bring it online? Can we aggregate demand? Can we aggregate supply and can we make um, a marketplace out of it and then build a large business on top of it? Multiple different companies got into this off business Moglicks infra.market are all the 2016-17 batch of startups that came in and said this is an exciting market. Everybody in this space tried to take a different angle right so for example moglix was focused on consumables so these are small items that industrial you know industrial companies manufacturing companies would need those could be gloves and screws and adhesives and what not right um off business came in tried a couple of things but then realized that hey you know the steel market the the core raw materials right steel paper chemical that's where the market is infra dot market came in and said i'm just going to focus on the building material segment and building materials are steel paint putty you know those those bricks and blocks and adhesives and tiles and what not i'm going to try and aggregate the demand here i'm going to try and aggregate the supply here and try and make it more efficient sidat i've been hearing some stuff about infra dot market recently are you going to talk about that as well i am going to mention it uh and you know what is it innocent until proven guilty uh that's how i like to call it there have been raids that happened um on infra dot market and i'll talk about the numbers that are in the news but that's not the focus of our discussion the focus of our discussion is going to be about the industry the new change that's happening in the industry a traditionally large player is entering this space this digital b2b e-commerce space and they're very bullish on it so building materials specifically is what we're going to be focusing on within b2b e-commerce because that's what Grasim Industries which is owned by Aditya Birla they've decided to enter this market let me give you some background on what Grasim really is right so Grasim Industries is a large manufacturer they're already in textiles chemicals they have a subsidiary Ultratech is is a Grasim subsidiary that's in cement putty they've recently entered paints um they've decided to invest 10000 crores in the paints business and uh, people are sort of comparing it to you know asian paints and how they can eat up asian paints market share and stuff like that so that's in the in their core business which is manufacturing they're getting into that uh, they've been in this in these industries for decades now um and putty specifically has 
6,000 distribution outlets, which is, and they're top three in the putty segment, which is like a layer before the paint, which is that people are very bullish on the paint as well, the, the grass and paints as well, that they'll be able to crack a large market share. But that's, again, that's not the focus of our discussion today. The focus of our discussion is the B2B e-commerce that's happening in the building material segment. Now, building materials as a segment is growing 14, 15, 12 to 15% over the last three to five years, depending on the various numbers that you see. The industry is estimated to be a $100 billion industry. And the digital penetration, which is, you know, uh, everything that's happening digitally, the digital e-commerce play is less than 2% or just about 2%, right? So there's a lot of headroom for digital businesses like Infra.Market Market to actually penetrate this and get a larger chunk of the overall share. Um, Grassim has decided to invest 2,000 crores in building the B2B commerce segment of this business. Infra.Market, by the way, has been funded. They've raised about 3,000 crores and Off Business has raised about 7,000 crores. The reason why I'm not going to focus too much on Off Business is Off Business is focused more on SMEs that are doing manufacturing, SMEs that are in the infrastructure. So people who build bridges and stuff like that. It is, you know, they play in the building material segment. But if you were to compare, Infra.Market is a pure play building material segment. Uh, there are a lot of similarities on how they operate. And we've Before also done further, an entire episode yeah. with Off Business's founder, Ashish Mapotra, right? So if anybody wants to yeah. know more about Off Business, they can just go listen to our episode. It's actually one of our best uh, episodes ever in terms of oh, he, he, Yeah, I mean, the way he's articulated how he built this business and they've iterated, right? So they tried a bunch of things and figured out something that is actually profitable. Uh, they've scaled it to thousands of crores in revenue and they're actually profitable, not, you know, community adjusted EBITDA positive or, you know, all of those uh, uh, made up metrics, they are profitable in the book. So it's a great episode if you want to see how large profitable businesses can be built. But coming back to B2B e-commerce. Now, here's the thesis, right? Before these digital platforms came in, let's say somebody who's trying to build a building, a construction player is building, let's say 10 floor building, residential, commercial, whatever it is. For them to now procure all the raw materials that could be steel, cement, paint, you know, tiles, whatnot, they have they had to deal with different vendors. They had to coordinate with different vendors. They had to get to get they had to get quotes from different vendors and then figure out, okay, I'm gonna choose this, choose this, choose this. And then, you know, that classic Indian professionalism problem where you have to keep following up with them, keep telling them, like, hey, I need the material today. The guy is saying no, the material is gonna come 10 days later. Uh, have credit terms with different people. So it was a very unorganized process. But that's how the industry operated, and that's how most of the industry still operates. What Infra.Market came in and said that, hey, I'm going to be that one platform where I'm going to aggregate all the supply. So I'm going to get the steel makers. I'm going to get these tile makers. I'm going to get the paint makers on the platform. And I'm also going to try and aggregate demand in the sense that I will try and get multiple of these construction players. And therefore, I'll be able to build efficiencies in the system, right? I'll be able to get large orders. I'll go to the steel players and say, I'm, I'm buying, procuring large amounts of steel. Give me a discount that I can then pass on to my uh, buyers and therefore capture market from the traditional players. They were able to do it very successfully for the last three, four years. They've also been profitable. Um, I'm going to get into their revenue numbers shortly, but they've been profitable. They've built a large business um, that does about 2,000, 3,000 crores in revenue with about 30 crores in profit. Um, 
this thesis made sense because this is what happened in B2C e-commerce of marketplace marketplace aggregation. Thankfully, you didn't have to give discounts from your pocket. Like you didn't have to take the VC money and give discounts from your pocket, uh, which happened in the B2C industry where like every sale you have to give a discount, you have to do something to lure the customer in, in the garb of building habits. In this case, the habit building was easy because this was so much better than the traditional way of doing what they were doing. Um, what interestingly though and this is a classic e-commerce playbook amazon has done it you know walmart technically has done it they are not they're not even an e-commerce play but anybody who gets into the aggregation business eventually does this what do they do they start building their own products right you figure out distribution through you know saying that hey i'm a marketplace i'm going to get you the best prices the best of everything and then once you figure out the distribution you have the data to know what's in the what's in demand at what price points and and what are people looking for and then you go to contract manufacturers and say that hey you manufacture for me it's going to be my brand i'm going to take that margin that's need you know i'm going to give you cost plus something but i'll be able to make more margin because it's my brand right so that's what infra.market started doing i think that was a key decision making you know a key influence in the decision making for grasim to say okay wait they're entering our industries, right? They entered the putty industry, which is Aditya Billa is top three in that, Grasim is top three in that. Uh, that was them realizing that, wait, they're entering our segments and they control the distribution, right? So whoever controls the distribution is the king at the end of the day. Um, and we will just become a secondary player if infra.market keeps growing, becomes a large player, then they have the power. They can negotiate with us. They can say that, hey, we are not carrying Aditya Birla anymore. We'll go to somebody else. Uh, and that made, pro probably, I'm guessing this is what happened. That probably made Grasim realize that, hey, we can do the other thing, right? We can actually build the digital platform. We, we already have the distribution might. We already have the credibility in the market. We can go to these players and say and, that, hey, we have a digital platform. And we have the capital. The one question the that, capital. Yeah, but the one question that leaves in my mind is that a, one of the reasons why a lot of the traditional players don't get into these markets is because they don't have that digital infrastructure uh, backbone, you know? Uh, that infra.market and these other players have. Do you think Grassen will be able to recreate whatever it is that infra.market created? Or will yeah. it be so, you know, one of those really terrible websites that you go to and you're like, why the hell does this exist? Yeah, so I, I was going to address this. From a technology perspective, none of what infra.market do, does or off business for that matter, the technology is not rocket science, at least not till now. Why I say that is because it is a simple technology which is bringing, uh, you know, two sides of the marketplace together. And if you iterate well, you can keep building new and new newer features. This is not AI. This is not, you know, a lot of data science into play. This is building a good technology platform. The talent for that exists in India now, right? Because so many people have been there, done that with different kinds of startups. So the talent for that exists in India now. Will Aditya Birla be able to you know, uh, sh shake off its Lala mindset and do something that is actually um, groundbreaking in for them, at least uh, from a digital platform perspective, that is yet to be seen. But the good thing that they've done is they've built a completely different team for this, which was something that I was actually trying to find out because if this was a small unit within their existing uh, business, there is no way those, you know, the Lala culture would have created a platform that can actually be used, uh, which is bug free and all of that. 
but having a digital separate digital team maybe some of the players some of these people might have worked at infra.market or worked at off business somebody who's done they've been there done that these people can be hired at senior positions to you know build that platform as i said this is a tech enabled play technology is not the core product here so it's not too difficult to figure that out the the difficult part is three things can you build that marketplace in the sense that can you truly provide the best prices so can you get the suppliers on board which will mean in this case grassim going to their competitors and saying that hey come work on my platform that i don't know how that's going to turn out right, right because so if I, it's I was a- going to i was going to ask this question that this is a marketplace in the end of the day and marketplaces have that cold start problem um do they have i i, I was going to ask do they have all those products in their basket or will they have to get other products also yeah so i think the cold start problem is going to be slightly better for them because they already have a large suit of products um that can be supplied and then it needs to, it still needs to be augmented with other players right that's that's there's no question that they don't have the full list of products that that's needed in the marketplace but at least less of a cold start problem um what's already happened is infra.market has proved this thesis that this works they've figured out how it works so it's it's slightly easier in that sense that you've already seen how it works and you have to sort of replicate it um so one side is can you get the marketplace uh can you get the marketplaces an action from a supplier perspective and then can you truly go to a msme convince them to work with you over maybe an msme or somebody o- over infra.market or let's say they were doing it traditionally can you convince them with aditya birla's credibility the brand name maybe they can right i i i think they can um and just just to uh yeah just to add some of the products that infra.market market has already built over the last you know 2 3 years which is when they started building out these products they build the aac blocks which is like a substitute to bricks and significantly more uh, significantly better in terms of cost and environmental impact they have the mortar that's used to you know join the bricks uh, they build something called synthetic rubber that's used in cement and and different kinds of products wall putty plaster tile adhesives electrical sanitary wares tiles all of these products now infra.market has their own branded products in this um revenue i already spoke about infra.market did 1000 crores in revenue with about um 30 crores in profit and they jumped from 350 crores in fy20 financial year 2020 to 1000 crores in fy21 they haven't filed the fy22 so that that'll be interesting to see on in comparison because grassim is obviously a large manufacturer they do 20000 crores in revenue uh that's what grassim does in in terms of revenue and um, very interestingly infra.market also started a subsidiary called chemical.market which is the exact same play for the chemical industry right so they're going to the chemical manufacturers and saying that we are going to supply all the raw materials that you need uh basically means two years down the line you will see infra.markets or chemi- chemical.market's products um of these core uh, chemicals that are used across industries um one of the th- things that i do want to mention here just one last thing is credit plays a huge role in b2b like um a much important role than pricing so if you go to a person and say that hey i'm going to offer this to you at 100 rupees but give you no credit uh versus i'm going to offer this to you at 103 rupees but give you let's say one and a half two months credit chances are you're going to be able to sell it at 103 rupees because everybody needs credit in this industry now infra dot market of business everybody figured it out early in their journey they either set up their own nbfcs or they started partnering deep with other nbfcs what aditya birla has going for them is all these entities are already in their you know house of 
the, already in their business house, right? Aditya Birla Capital is already there. They can be the, you know, the sole or the core partner for the NBFC arm of this digital platform where you get the loan from Aditya Birla Capital, you get the products from the, the Grassim digital platform. Um, so they have all the building blocks. Can they go in and actually crack this industry? Because be rest assured, this is an extremely profitable industry. This is not one of those give coupons to get sales kind of industry. Once you get a customer, you can do large billings on one project. And inherently, these are profitable transactions. Uh, unit economics are pretty good. At scale, these bet these get even better. So yeah, I see why Grassim entered this industry. Uh, I think overall, from a consumer perspective, you know, the, the business, the business owners in this case, I think this is a great time to be in this space. Uh, the sooner you adapt to digital technologies here, the better you will be. You will have a competitive advantage over the others who don't. Uh, and I, I do see the digital penetration increasing from 2 to 5-10% over the next few years. Uh, before we end, I just want to say what this reminds me of. This reminds me of a episode of The Office where Ryan, I don't know if you remember the uh, the character Ryan. The temp. Yeah, the temp. temp. Yeah, exactly. The temp. Yeah. Uh, he gets promoted way high up in Dunder Mifflin and he launches a product called Dunder Mifflin Infinity, which is basically the e-commerce arm of Dunder Mifflin. And then what ends up happening is that all the all the salespeople are just putting all their sales through the e-commerce arm and forgetting about their normal sales channel. And what ends up happening is like there's a huge scam and then like Ryan loses his job and all of that stuff happens, right? So I hope yeah. this doesn't happen to Grassim, but it just kind of, yeah. I, I was thinking about that while you were talking about this. Yeah, um, but interesting times to be in the B2B e-commerce uh, industry. Just to add, um, off-business is actually following the same strategy where they're going out and acquiring manufacturing plants to build their own steel, build their own products, right? Uh, instead of doing contract, I think they're doing some contract manufacturing as well, but they're buying manufacturing plants as well, um, which, is, which is amazing to see, to be honest, right? These digital players getting into these core industries and doing... Uh, doing the work on the ground and building an integrated chain is going to be a very interesting, uh, you know, thing to watch out for. But even the edtech guys are doing the same thing, right? Baiju's bought that uh, some big cushion, Akash. Akash, yeah. And uh, yeah. an academy I saw they have uh, physical spaces as well. So everybody, yeah. all the digital people have realized they also need to be physical. Anyway, yeah, I mean, whatever said and done, offline market is huge. So yeah. um, you can't just ignore it. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, close out this episode then. Siddharth, thanks for this quick take about the B2B e-commerce market. Uh, super interesting what's happening with Grassam entering and what off-business has already done, what Infra.market has already done. And uh, yeah, let's see how it plays out in the next couple of years. Yep.